Hey everybody, this is Josh McKinney and I just want to welcome you to episode 85 of the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. You know, you do. So today, we're going to break down something a little bit hard, three things that are hard, how to train while injured, exhausted, and unmotivated. And uh, maybe you have experienced one of the three things. Maybe you've experienced all three of those things. Maybe you're dealing with all three of those things right now. Uh, We are going to kind of dig in one at a time on my opinion on the way to handle progression uh, while dealing with one of these or uh, a multitude of these three things. Uh, I think it's important that we talk about progression not just showing up just showing up is huge it's it's a big part of the battle if you don't show up versus if you do show up you are probably in a better mindset your better uh physical fitness level if you show up you're going to stay consistent when you show up but showing up is not all that there is this is really the reason that people find themselves unmotivated because they just show up. And we'll talk about that uh, later. But first up, I just wanted to tell you guys that this episode is sponsored, is in conjunction with, let's say in conjunction with, it's technically not sponsored because this is also my company. So can one of your companies sponsor another one? I guess it could, but it's not right now. In conjunction with Simplifying Jiu-Jitsu, specifically, our instructional as of right this second it is still our newest instructional train until 60 and beyond by the time that this episode comes out i actually believe that it won't be our newest instructional but if you guys want to check it out if you want to purchase if you want to know how to train until you are 60 and beyond i have a coupon code for you guys uh, you can get 10 percent off the purchase price and so uh you can get uh 10 off by going to simplifyingjujitsu.com, clicking on train until 60 and beyond, and then at checkout, typing I suck, one word, I suck. And that is going to be how you get how you get in to train at 60 and beyond if you do not have it yet. Uh, I think that that instructional really goes well with this episode. And that's why uh, that's why we're talking about this. That's why this is the episode we're focused on today. Because Sometimes you're exhausted, sometimes you're injured, sometimes you just don't have the motivation. I'm being totally honest with you guys. In the last two months, I have experienced one, two, or all three of these things at certain times. Uh, And I'm gonna talk about the mistakes that I still make when I deal with these uh, and what helps me out of it, what helps me to focus, what helps me to feel good. And so we're gonna start out with, I'm exhausted. I'm just tired. How do I continue to get better at jujitsu? Maybe uh, you just had a, a new a, a newborn. Uh, maybe you just got married. Maybe you have a new job. Uh, usually, it's something new in our schedule that really affects us in this in this sense. For me, uh, I told you guys last week about the telethon that I did with Mission One Eleven, 
and uh, I edited a lot of the video for that. I probably added an extra like 40 hours to my normal work by just editing, which is uh, um, which took away from everything else that I normally do, the things that kind of motivate me, the things that energize me. It took away from that. And it was very, very tough to show up and not train. You can just show up and train. And sometimes that's all you can do. But for me to still focus on progressing. Uh, and one of the best ways that I try to think about this, that I try to deal with being exhausted, sometimes we are so exhausted and we really just need time off. And that is, that's it. You know, sometimes you just need a few days off. I uh, personally am just in the middle of taking like four days off uh, after this telethon because I'm exhausted and uh, taking four days off of training jujitsu, still doing everything else. But sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes you just need to relax when there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes you need to change your schedule, your training schedule. Um, if you have a, a newborn and you are not getting as much sleep and uh, you have to switch from morning classes to night classes or, or something like that, or, or um, lunchtime classes at your gym. Maybe you have to, that's the only time you can get away uh, is during lunchtime classes. You make sure that you change your schedule as much as you can. And then once your schedule is changed, you try to stick with it for a period of time. Uh, you can't know whether or not it was a good schedule change until you have stuck with it. In my gym, we are just starting out with a new schedule. We just added some new night classes and uh, we're keeping it on a, a testing basis, right? We're going to try it out for about a month, maybe a little more before we know for sure if people like that, if it fits, if we have um, the right teachers in place, and then we have the right backups uh, in place for those, uh, for those classes. And so I think that making sure that you stay consistent once you figure out your schedule can be big. But also with exhaustion, nothing is better for exhaustion than sleep. And um, throughout this episode, we'll talk a few uh, about a few different um, supplements that you can take. And uh, sleep is something that, and nothing that I will talk about will be sponsored on the show. It's just, uh, uh, these are things that have helped me over the years and um, have helped me deal with these things. And so sometimes it's not only mindset that is helpful. Sometimes actually getting the rest that your body needs is really important. Uh, something that I really love, I'll give you three really simple things that I really like that help me with sleep. Um, and that's something that I struggle with too. Uh, sometimes, especially when I am exhausted, when I'm training hard, I really struggle uh, to sleep. So um, the first one is melatonin. I think everyone probably knows about melatonin. Um, maybe not. I don't, I don't know. I think everybody does, though. Uh, I think that melatonin is uh, something that you probably shouldn't take every single night. Um, I like to take it when I need sleep, but it, it really works. But I find that if you take it too long, it kind of loses its effect. Uh, the second thing that really is helpful to sleep. I actually don't take this right now, um, but I have used it before and it is helpful for sleep is CBD. So um, uh, anything but a topical CBD uh, is gonna be helpful to sleep maybe like 30, 45 minutes before you go to sleep, help you sleep a little deeper. 
Uh, and a lot of times for me, it helped me fall asleep faster. It just kind of relaxed my mind. And then my new super secret, uh, this is something that I started doing maybe four, five, six months ago uh, at this point is a tea. It is by the Republic of Tea. It is called Get Some Z's. And this is something that is huge for sleep, uh, is having just a routine. And I find that tea makes it really helpful um, to have a routine. You have uh, maybe a shower routine or something before you go to bed. And it just kind of engages your mind and says, hey, this is what we're about to do. We're about to go to sleep. The last little superpower that I stole from Tim Ferriss, if you are still struggling with sleep, you are still exhausted, is adding a tablespoon of honey and apple cider vinegar to your tea. Uh, I don't know what this is. He doesn't really go into what the science behind it is that why this helps you sleep, but I promise this helps you sleep. Uh, this is something that I use. I only use it like when I've really been struggling uh, because usually for me, usually the reason I struggle to sleep is because my mind will go from when I wake up till when I'm going to bed and it's not ready to stop. It's ready to, to keep trying to problem solve and to keep trying to go. Uh, so that is, uh, those are kind of like the three little, I guess, four things, um, that you can do that will help with sleep, but that is not the only thing about training while exhausted. Sometimes, it is in the same sense that you have a routine leading up to going to bed. You need a routine going into training. Uh, sometimes what happens is you just show up to the gym and you say, well, I'm here and that's all that mattered. Um, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. My, I'm working so much, but I'm here and that's what matters. You need to be in the right mindset when you come train. Um, I find that, uh, and it's probably different for different people. I find when I am relaxed, when I am only focused on training, when I'm only focused on being present and being in the moment, that is when I have the best training. That is when I feel really good. Um, that is when I function really well. And so for me, that's my mindset is I will go into training and I want a way to engage my mind. Uh, specifically like Mondays and Wednesdays during the day are kind of my harder training sessions, hardest training sessions. Uh, and so in the past few weeks where I've been exhausted and I have not been able to kind of um, just wake up and sit around for a few hours and say, okay, you know, like write an email or two and then say, okay, now I'm going to go over and train really hard, uh, which is one of my favorite routines because it's pretty relaxed and I kind of build up. Uh, I was waking up going right to work, doing, doing a lot of video editing. If you guys video edit, you know, it sucks. And so um, doing that and then trying to get my mind right to train, uh, something that helps is having the right music, the music that gets you in, in the right mindset. Um, something else that I will do sometimes. And I experiment with these things differently because uh, it seems like every time I struggle, something different helps me but I just have to do trial and error until I find out what that is. So sometimes breathing exercises. Um, I had Miles Lucas on the show a while back and I actually had him do a seminar, a Wim Hof seminar at my gym. He showed some really cool breathing exercises and uh, why you would do it and stuff. And I find that 
that's one of the easiest ways to get in the right mindset for me is like 15 minutes before just doing a few rounds of the Wim Hof breathing as they call it. You guys could find that on YouTube. Um, and it just kind of centers me. I'm back in focus. I know what I want to, to do in the gym. And the last thing I'll say for being exhausted is make sure that you decide before you get to the gym what you are working on. Um, you can stay on it for months, but just make sure that you know what you're focused on, what you're trying to get better at, um, whether it is a concept, a technique, a position, but just make sure that that is your focus. Um, we need to make decisions before they are necessary. If I show up to the gym and say, well, what am I going to work on now? There's a huge potential to fail there. There's a huge potential to run out of time and class starts. Well, I didn't think of what I should focus on. Now I'm just going to roll. And uh, th that's so easy. Make sure that when you're going into train that you're saying to yourself, okay, um, we made the decision last week that we're doing. I don't know if you guys call yourself we in the third person. I don't know why I did that, but I made the decision last week to work on guillotines. And so that is what I'm focused on. That is what I'm attacking. Every position that I go to, I'm thinking, how do I guillotine from here? If I cannot guillotine from this position, how do I get to a position where I can guillotine? And so uh, just making that decision early on, if you just are listening to this episode, you're dealing with exhaustion and you just make a snap of your fingers decision, I'm going to work arm bars. I'm going to study arm bars on YouTube. I'm going to attack arm bars at the gym. It will make such a difference for your exhausted mindset. And this is something that's really surprising to people that do not have to make their like do not have to make decisions that affect them a ton uh, on a daily basis. Uh, so I, I don't want to say like, oh, this is a small business owner thing or a big business owner thing or a podcaster thing, because it's not. Uh, you could work 40 hours a week under somebody, but you still could have decisions that have to be made that um, are very important, very vital. Decision-making is the most exhausting thing that there is. Um, there, really, there is uh, more than physical work, more than anything. Dis making a lot of decisions and actually having to sit down and think about them is really, really hard. Um, I have a cousin. We were talking the other day, and he is... Um, he's kind of getting into the, like their side of the family's business and they were, uh, and he and I were talking and he was saying, yeah, it's so much different than where I used to work. He used to be a first responder. And, um, he said, you know, where I, when I was a first responder, you would just show up and then someone would make the decisions for you and you had to implement them and you had to go and, and do them. And he's like, and I thought that was hard because I was doing the grunt work. And he said, but then when I had to actually sit down and be the one to make the decisions for other people, he goes, it was way more exhausting. Even though I was sitting, I wasn't doing anything. That's just because it takes so much energy for your mind to make decisions. That's why there's like the obnoxious amount of calories that, uh, people burn when they are playing chess um, or like the high level chess players when they're playing chess because decision-making is exhausting. And so that might be why you're exhausting is you are making too many decisions. So try to make um, the, the book called essentialism. I reference constantly on the podcast uh, by Greg McEwen. He says that you should make the one decision that eliminates thousands. And so when you go in 
to training and you say, I'm going to only work triangles, that is the one decision that eliminates thousands for the next, for the next, uh, maybe thousands of exaggeration, but for the next uh, month, the next two months, every night you show up to the gym, your decision is made. You're working triangles. Uh, and you can stay on it as long as you want. As long as it's engaging to you, you stay on that. And so um, that is kind of the I'm exhausted section of this episode. Now we're going to move to the I'm injured section. The I'm injured section, this is tough. This is a slippery slope. This is one of the few times in the podcast that I will say that this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice, okay? I am not giving you guys medical advice on the show. Every episode is for educational purposes only. Um, just sharing my perspective, uh, the things that help me, all right? And so uh, let's look, for example, and say that hypothetically, I got injured two months ago. Hypothetically, I destroyed my rib two months ago. This is not hypothetical. It really did happen. But uh, training was not on the table uh, for the first four weeks. And normally I am the, uh, three weeks. Normally uh, I train through most injuries, a lot of which that I probably shouldn't. But when you get really good at jujitsu, you're able to um, protect yourself a lot better than someone who's newer. If your ankle hurts and um, you you don't know how to control the the round very well, especially with the person you're going with, uh, you might get put in compromising positions on your ankle and have no way of dealing with it. There's no way you could avoid it. When you are really good, as you get better, you start to be able to do a round while focusing on avoiding any pressure on your ankle or unwanted pressure on your ankle, and you're fine. Um, you do need training partners or trust still to do this, but it's just something that you can do when you're better. So I, I kind of look at that. Should you train while you're injured? Uh, first off, the first thing I would look at is how good you are um, at controlling what is going on. You can also use it to practice controlling what is going on. Um, for instance, when I had, uh, I had a really bad shoulder injury right when I got my black belt and uh, training with that, there were certain things that I just could not do. Uh, and, and a lot of it wasn't as much movement on my shoulder. It was actually laying on my shoulder. Anytime I would have to invert, anytime I would have to just be on my shoulder, be play half guard and be laying on my shoulder, just couldn't do those things. And uh, it allowed me to train uh, some other sides of things, some other positions, and uh, get better at those things. But um, this is, you know, should you train with injured? It really depends on the injury and who you are. Uh, for example, when I had that rib injury, the first three weeks, I could not train absolutely at all. Okay, but I made a game plan, I decided, and uh, I will admit to you guys, just between me and you, you also shouldn't probably compete with a rib injury. I tried training for it when I couldn't really train and compete. Didn't work out. Didn't feel good competing. And that probably was a mistake, probably risk more injury than I should. But to be honest with you guys, I, I don't always do as I say on the show. Sometimes I make mistakes and do dumb stuff. I often do dumb stuff, but usually I'll tell you guys on the show that you should do the dumb stuff too. But 
uh, going in and training uh, or competing injured, I think is not as smart. I think that uh, depending on the severity of the injury, I think that uh, it's very hard when you're trying to focus on things other than jujitsu when it comes to competing. Uh, so I wouldn't recommend that in most cases, uh, most of the time, unless there's an obscene amount of money, uh, unless there is an obscene amount of glory for the tournament, it's just not worth it. Uh, a lot of times it just doesn't make sense to risk injuring yourself more uh, leading up to a tournament. Because if you do, and let's say you win, probably most likely in your life, nothing changes. But let's say that you go out um, and you injure yourself worse. Uh, you could really affect your life negatively. And so the risk to reward to competing injured, especially um, especially before black belt, I, I think is non-existent. But even as a black belt, uh, unless there's a lot of money or a lot of glory on the line, I really, really recommend against it. Uh, just focus on doing the next one, focus on being healthy. But how do you get better while you are injured? Of course, it depends on your injury. But the first thing you do is you create a game plan. If you are, okay, for instance, when my shoulder was injured, when my right shoulder was injured, this is actually when I started playing cross sleeve with my left hand um, or duck guard. If you guys uh, know my instructional on some playing jujitsu, I decided that I needed to play something different because I just couldn't grip as well with my right arm at for, for the time for that time. What ended up happening is I ended up finding this new position that I liked so much that I kind of turned that into my game. But um, I was still I was really just doing that because I needed to train. I wanted to train. And so uh, I wanted to make sure I could continue to, to train. So I started playing this cross sleeve position. And so I think that that is going to be a really important thing for you um, when it comes to training is having a game plan and saying, I'm going to work this because it doesn't hurt my body. Um, the second thing, when you are injured and you are still training is to roll with the right partners. Um, I have a video on YouTube. It's me and my dad talking. We're talking about finding the right partners to train with. It is not easy uh, you know, even, even for me as the coach, I probably roll with the same most nights. I probably roll with about 15 of my students each week. Okay. 15, the same people. And I'll roll with them a lot uh, because maybe I like what they're playing. And so I need to work specifically to beat what they're playing. And so it's helpful for me to, to roll with these people. Or a lot of times I just feel like I not only get good rounds with these people, but I'm also safe. I never feel like they do anything ignorant and uh, risk hurting me. Okay. So when you're injured, getting injured worse is the worst thing that can happen. And so making sure you have partners you're smart with, that you can say, Hey, can we fight maybe this specifically instead of doing a live round? Um, for instance, your knee is bothering you. You can really only play off of your back. And so you say, well, can we do a first point starting from guard? Because I can sweep, but I just can't play on top. So once I sweep, we'll restart. Once I take your back, we'll restart. If you pass me, we'll restart. And so what that does is it allows you to focus on a really important position of jujitsu and you don't re-injure yourself, uh, but you have to follow those rules. You make the decision early on. And then you follow that decision, right? We're using, we're making the decision that eliminates thousands. 
And so that is going to be big for being injured. And then lastly, uh, just like when we're exhausted, sometimes we actually do need time off. Sometimes you are hurt and you show up to train and you're, no matter what you do, it bothers it worse. That was how my rib was uh, for me the first three weeks. First two weeks, it, there wasn't a day that my rib didn't pop out like 10 times in the day, uh, just with simple movement, not with like me doing jujitsu. I just like standing up and walking around my house and picking up a cup of coffee, my rib would pop out. But as that started to heal, I started to be able to come back. And the first thing that I did was I said, okay, I'm only going to play top. And I, when I came back and just played top, I would go with students that I trusted or training partners that I trusted and say, okay, I, I can't do anything else, but I can play top. Let's work this. And so we were able to play top. I was able to play top. We reset on first point. And even though it didn't feel great to train, um, I was still able to train. I was still able to progress. And so I think that having the right game plan, making the decision that'll make a thousand is where you need to go uh, in order to deal with injuries. Now, the last thing, the thing that you are not allowed to do with jujitsu, you become uninterested. You become unengaged. Uh, You know, this is like, it's funny, there are unwritten things in, in jujitsu and every sport and every art and everything. Uh, and one of the things it seems like in jujitsu is it is like this highly offensive thing to people. If you just say, Hey, I just, just not engaged anymore. I'm not interested in jujitsu anymore. Uh, And there are a ton of reasons that this could be, uh, there is, sure I've talked about it on the show before there is the kiss of death someone gets a new boyfriend or girlfriend and they don't want to do jujitsu anymore they just want to hang out with their boyfriend or girlfriend and uh look if your boyfriend and girlfriend isn't doing jujitsu why are you even to get no never mind uh we won't get into that but we will look at you know what to do when you are finding that you're just not even unable to train you just don't want to train. So there can be a, a few different fixes for this. Um, the first thing that I would say is to tell your coach, okay, that is the most important thing or tell maybe if you don't have, not everyone has the same relationship with a coach. Uh, maybe uh, you tell one of your better training partners, somebody that you know wants to see you at the gym. You just let them know, man, I've been struggling. I've just been struggling to want to come train. Um, And I'm assuming if you're still listening to this, if you're engaged in this part, you want to want to train, right? Maybe you have absolutely no desire. You say, Jets is too risky. Uh, I'm just, it's no fun for me anymore. I would much rather do uh, racquetball. And so then you focus on racquetball. Okay. That's okay. It's not for everybody, but a lot of times you're uninterested but you still want to train. You still want to get better. You just, it's it just not connecting for some reason. You want to want to do jujitsu. I find that having somebody that is, is pushing on you makes it really a, a lot easier. Somebody who's says, Hey, Josh isn't in tonight. I'm going to message him. I don't know where was he at tonight? You know, and, and it's just making you, uh, giving you some resistance when it comes to not training, because it's easy to not train. John Mulaney has this joke where he talks about 
uh, how it's so much easier to not do anything than to do anything, uh, you know, and how fun it is to not do anything. And that is very true. It is so easy uh, to just stay home. It's so easy to just you know, watch Netflix. It's so easy to eat dinner at a normal time. But if you want to get better at jujitsu, sometimes it's just not an option. And so you're struggling. You can't engage. You're not enjoying yourself. One, you can just make the decision that you are going to show up. Okay. Having that decision made is important, but it is not the end all be all. Next, you need to make sure you decide what you're going to focus on. And I know that that sounds similar to the answer to exhaustion, but keep in mind, the answer to a lot of problems for me that I'm going to give you guys on the show is focus. Um, one of the, that's the biggest mistake that people make in their jujitsu is there's just no focus. And um, I find that you can beat most things by having the right game plan by, uh, and sticking to it. And so, um, for example, set yourself up to compete. I'm not engaged. I'm not enjoying jujitsu. I'm going to compete. I had a, uh, one of my younger children, students, uh, that his mom had told me he's just not engaged anymore. He's not having fun. Um, so we made a deal with him that if he just goes and does this next tournament and he still doesn't like it, but he gives it his all that he, uh, doesn't have to train anymore. And I thought that was just an excellent idea as a parent, but it's also a really good idea uh, for us as grown people making our own decisions is saying, okay, I'm going to compete. I'm going to just focus on it. If I still hate training after this, if it's still not fun for me after this, then maybe I step away for a little bit. So um, I'll give you the, the ending of that story. Um, my student when competed, uh, he did excellent, but he actually lost but trained harder than he's ever trained and um, then has competed like three or four times since over the last couple months because it brought him back. It engaged him. It made him feel like, okay, this is why I'm doing this because it's fun because I enjoy it because uh, um, as, as human beings, we are supposed to problem solve and we're supposed to progress. And a lot of times our jobs and our everyday lives don't make us do that. And jujitsu does. And so um, this is what I, you know, I got to see with someone who was uninterested, it's just making that decision that you're going to compete, but maybe competing isn't on the table for you. How do you get re-engaged uh, in, in jujitsu without competing? So the reason I think competing works is because sometimes you change your, your role or um, how you perceive yourself at the gym. Uh, so you're not a competitor, but you make yourself compete and you say, this is this new thing. Um, you know, I, I was, I always, I think we always reference blue belts on the show in these situations because these are the people this is when people usually struggle the most to quit. Sometimes at white belt, but usually at blue belt, um, unless at white belt in their first few weeks, right, before they've really started. But once you've gotten into jujitsu, blue belt is usually when you hit that struggle of trying to find yourself, really. And so as you're looking, as you're deciding on, you're going to find a new role. So I'm going to find the role of competitor. What that does is it motivates you and it says, well, 
you've got to figure this out. Just like you figured out how to get your blue belt, you need to now figure out how to become a competitor. And so um, that challenge and, uh, and then the, the gratification of it really is helpful. It's really fun. And uh, I think that it can really help you, but it doesn't always work because you might not want to compete or you may not be able to compete. So changing your role in general can be huge. So for example, you show up and you listen and you train and then you leave just by saying, okay, I'm going to show up and I am going to, I want to learn on a more conceptual level. That's what I want to focus on. I want to be, I want to really understand the concepts that are making jujitsu work. And you start to watch and you start to pay attention to when the coach is teaching and say, well, what, what concept is this? Oh, he is, he's creating tension here. He's using tension and that's the concept that he's using. And, uh, you know, that kind of engages you and you say, well, this is fun. Where else can tension be used? And you continue to look at all these different positions and you say, well, I'm using tension here and here. And sometimes just changing how you're going to learn, you know, your role of a learner makes a huge difference. You say, well, okay, tension is how I want to learn or, or, or concepts are how I want to learn. I'm going to use this concept of tension. This will engage you for months. Uh, this will engage you for years. This is really why um, as a competitor in jiu-jitsu, you hear me say like, yeah, I mean, I love competing, but if it was, if I was not allowed to compete anymore, it wouldn't be that huge of a deal for me. Uh, and it's not because I don't love competing. It's because I love that part of jujitsu so much more, just looking at things differently. Um, for example, uh, what would be the last time I kind of ran into this problem? Uh, I've talked about it on the show before. Uh, we actually talked about it earlier in the episode when I switched to playing cross sleeve, when I just decided I'm going to only play cross sleeve that engaged me so much. I just kind of shifted my role. I was, uh, I, I, you kind of make this character for yourself. I was a spider guard player and everybody knew everybody that I fought at purple belt and at brown belt knew Josh is going to pull guard. He's going to put me in spider and he's going to try to triangle me. And that was all of my jujitsu. And I just got to a point, you know, I talked about my shoulder injury but that wasn't the only reason that I switched to collar sleep. Things just got stale. You know, I got to my black belt. I've been doing the same thing for since blue belt, really. I wanted to do something different. I wanted to change it up. And that engaged me so much and uh, uh, has helped me have the deeper understanding of jujitsu. And I don't even think about being unmotivated. Like, you know, I really, I did when I first got my black belt was what now, what should, what should I do now? Do you just, go all in as a competitor? Do you, what do you do? And uh, that is one of the easiest ways to do it is to just shift your mindset of the character that you've created in jujitsu and say, I'm going to be something different. I'm going to learn to pass the guard. You know, I'm going to learn to finish guys from side control. And it's negative uh, feeling at first because you have to take a step back. You can't expect to do something new and then uh, just be good at it. It's not how things work but you can expect to start to engage and, and start to try something new and have fun with it because you are forcing yourself to learn. And so that is kind of what I want to leave you guys with uh, today is, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to shift your focus, but the big thing 
that you will find from all three. We did talk supplements. We did talk other things. The big thing that you can find with all three when you were uh, when you're injured, unmotivated, uh, and you're just exhausted is making sure that outside of the gym, you make decisions uh, for inside of the gym. You make those shifts for inside of the gym. And I think that that will make a monstrous difference for your jujitsu. I think you guys uh, will feel better. You'll have a better mindset when it comes to jujitsu. Uh, this is a longer episode for just being a solo episode, but I just thought we would kind of engage with it. We would just kind of kind of chat. I think these could have all three been their own episodes, but sometimes it's fun to just kind of talk to you guys, get, let you guys hear my thoughts. Sometimes it's nice to get my thoughts on video, on audio, and uh, get them out of my head. Uh, hope you guys liked today's episode. Be sure, again, to check out simplifyingjujutsu.com. You can get 10% off of Train Until 60 and Beyond. All the information on that is on the site, um, but 10% off by using promo code ISUCK in the checkout. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed today's episode. I hope that it helps some of you guys get out of one of those three pitfalls of jujitsu. I hope that uh, um, you know you can shift your mindset. I hope you can make the right choices. If you're struggling still, you're saying, I don't know what to work. I don't know what problems to solve. Feel free to message me on Instagram at the Josh McKinney. Uh, I will be happy to respond or Josh at simplifyingjujitsu.com uh, is my email. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed everything. And I hope that it helps you guys suck just a little bit less at jujitsu. Have a good day, guys.